On this episode of the Film Optics Podcast, it looks like Haley Steinfeld has officially signed on to the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. We also have a little bit more Hawkeye news to share with you for the Marvel Avengers game. So let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news. I'm your host, Christian, and today, as always, we are going to be talking about the world of film, TV, and everything pop culture related that happened this past week. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, Devin. We're here another freaking week. It's come and gone. Went by pretty fast. Yo. Uh, it was kind of slow. I mean, today was slow. Yesterday went by pretty fast for me. But, yeah, it's it's been a crazy, crazy ride, man. I mean, I got my first uh, review, uh, written review piece coming out on the Music City Drive-In podcast. Or not the podcast, excuse me. The website that we'll be dropping. Um, as of this recording, it will already be out since we record on Thursdays. But, yeah, so that's going to be for uh, Netflix's original uh, TV show, Cursed, their new series. It's an interesting take on the King Arthur legend. So that's pretty cool. And I got accepted into the Music City Film Critics Association. So that is pretty cool. It's exciting stuff. Very, very exciting. Man, I applied a while ago. Maybe I should should look into the Windy City music movie association or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty... Yeah, they, they definitely have one. I'm pretty sure, like, every major city, or at least every major city uh, that I know of has one. I know Cleveland has one as well, but, of course, it can't join that one because I don't live in Cleveland. So here I am, back in the old, good old music city. So that's very, very exciting. But... We also got grounded yesterday. That was fun. Yeah, we got grounded, man. How long did your mom ground you for? It was a couple of hours. Uh, mine was like at least two weeks. I'm, I'm not going to be able to come out and play for a while. <laughs> Damn, grounded, can't play grounded. <laughs> yeah, we did check out uh, one of uh, Microsoft's or Xbox's newest games, Grounded. It's essentially um, a bug's life, but with kids. Um, in a way, it's kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the video And game. it's like survival horror because there's giant spiders. It, it, it really does put you in that in that horror perspective. And there was like an arachnophobia um, toggle setting because, I mean, when you're that small and spiders look that big, it's like, holy crap. But it, it's very, it impressed us a lot. Um, it's in early access right now for those who have Xbox Game Pass. So there's um, always that to look forward to. But before we be, uh, begin today's uh, news topics, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, Pandora, and iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. So um, we got a lot of comic book news to jump into. So let's just jump on in. Uh, do you want to take this first one? I mean, this, yeah. This is the first good news to come out of corona and quarantine and covid and social distancing this is the first thing that corona caused 
that is genuinely good news, at least for us. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld has officially and finally signed on to become um, Kate Bishop in Marvel's Hawkeye series. Yeah, we heard, and and I think I think we saw that the only reason this happened <laughs> is because COVID pushed back the the shooting times. Yeah, and her schedule was able to be freed up a little bit more. So right, because thank you, Corona. I guess. <laughs> well, she did. Uh, Haley did say that uh, that season two of um, Dickinson um, it has wrapped up. So I'm, I'm assuming they're in the editing process as of now. But yeah, this is actually one. I, I would have to agree. Definitely the the best news that we've heard. Uh, the story comes from uh, the Illuminati. Um, I know that technically no Marvel or any of the bigger sites have not confirmed this, but um, as of right now, we do have two pretty good sources. Um, obviously, the, the Illuminati, and we have uh, MCU Cosmic or um, Mantabite on uh, Twitter. Uh, I forgot his real name. Um, the Marvel super fan guy. Jeremy yeah, Conrad. Jeremy Conrad. So he and he normally will never, you know, push out news unless he knows he has some type of insight that it's true. And no, Haley Seinfeld herself has not commented on it as well, but they might just be keeping it under wraps. You know, we've had issues like this. Well, not issues like this, but news sources like this in the past where, you know, someone leaks out the information and then maybe like a week later or something like that, they come out and say yeah you know it's yeah it's it's true so um i know some people are waiting on official confirmation from you know the head honchos themselves which is um understandable but i think for now i think it's safe to say that it is at least 95 percent true yes <laughs> and this this podcast is very pro steinfeld yes so we are we're, we're <laughs> and we're very, very pro telling the truth you know we don't want to give out any false information. I took out that bogus story about Amelia Clark might be playing as Zatanna in an HBO series, which would be awesome. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. I actually unfollowed the culture nerd because of that. <laughs> so Yeah, they got, they got shit on for that. Yes, they did. And I was like, where did this even come from? Very, very odd. But yes, uh, we will see um, Haley Seinfeld. Hopefully... You know, everything is pointing towards that way. Young Avenger, baby. Yeah, Young Avengers. That's that's another thing. There's a lot of Hawkeye news today. We'll get into the other Hawkeye news later on in the uh, gaming section. He, he always stays relevant somehow. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it would be really awesome to see, like, a Green Arrow uh, Hawkeye crossover. But, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's staying relevant just the same as, um, I mean, Scarlett Johansson doesn't really necessarily have to stay relevant in order to be popular because, I mean, it's Scarlett Johansson. But, you know, making a movie with Florence Pugh isn't a bad move either. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on that before we just, uh, move on to this uh, other odd news that I found? The, in- the Inevitable. The Inevitable. Uh, the Old Guard uh, sequel seems to be Inevitable. Inevitable. Um, we did a review about this uh, about two weeks ago, I want to say. Yeah, about two weeks ago. Uh, this does come from Deadline. Uh, looks like the Old Guard sequel seems inev- inevitable, but it uh, looks like more of Charlie, uh, Charlie's Thrones uh, Netflix franchises 
might not be coming right away. This did come from like Comic Con at home that happened this past weekend. Um, apparently, you know, as Netflix always does with their heavy hitters, um, I guess you could say this is kind of a heavy hitter. I mean, everyone loves uh, Shirley's Throne, so why wouldn't you watch it? I mean, we'll, we'll never get the legitimate numbers on any of their stuff. So. No, we won't because it's weird. Like, Prior to, I think what now counts as a view, they have to only watch about... It's like tw- 12 seconds or yeah. something. Yeah, and I was actually talking about this on Jared Buckendall's channel. Go ahead and check out his YouTube channel, by the way. Uh, great comedy uh, uh, reviewer guy. He's, he's, he's hysterical. Like, everything everything that that guy, like, pretty much pumps out, It's there's some kind of humor to it, and that's what I appreciate. But uh, I was talking to him and a few others... And, you know, they were saying, you know, by logic that, um, you know, since we saw, what, two minutes, almost two minutes of um, um, New Mutants, that, that technically counts as us watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, 12 seconds? I feel like it needs to be at least 70% of the movie, which is what I think it used to be prior to. But what do I know? <laughs> you got anything else you wanted to touch on with this? Uh, well, I'll let you take this next news story here because I know we're both very excited for this. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Umbrella Academy season two mm. tomorrow. Tomorrow, as in, well, technically it will be out now. As of you know, as of recording, it's not out. But this comes out on Friday, so Friday it's out, kind of. <laughs> So yeah, I know I'll be I know I'll be binging it. You'll be tomorrow. Are you binging it tomorrow? I'll see how far. Yeah, I get, yeah. Definitely gonna start. Well, yeah. I, well, we'll see if we can. I mean, if if we can review it this Sunday, that'd be great. But yeah, uh, I'll probably have to end up binging it the entire weekend, or at least do five and five. I mean, tomorrow. After- I'd say it's uh, I'd say it's the second best superhero TV show we got going right oh, now. The boys. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I love, I mean, I want to go back and rewatch season one of Umbrella Academy, but I'll probably do that after I watch season two. So, yeah, keep a lookout for, we'll, we'll probably review it this Sunday. It just depends on how far we both get. Um, if not, we'll <laughs> figure something out. <laughs> or we just won't have a review. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, this next bit of news here, Marvel's Hellstrom, uh has a trailer and a release date. Uh, This is the new superhero uh, show that is coming to Hulu. And, you know, there's no Marvel Studios attached to this whatsoever. No MCU attachment at all. No, you will not. Nothing. No logo. Yeah, you will not find a Disney or Marvel logo on this bad boy whatsoever. But uh, the trailer looks interesting. I'll definitely give it a go. Um, I would like for us to review it now that, you know, um, we have that nice, I have the nice little Hulu press so we can kind of pump that out um, and just kind of, you know, show them that we care. <laughs> show, show Hulu that we care and that we actually watch their content, which we do. It's, you know, it's, it's coming out. So, yeah, um, it looks interesting enough. Um, we don't really know too much about it. Um, so... I guess we'll just have to uh, wait and see. I think it comes out in October of this year, so not too far off, but a little bit farther down the road. 
Uh, you want to take this next uh, news story? Yeah, speaking of the boys, we got another uh, Amazon comic book superhero type TV show here. Mm. It looks like it's becoming a Walking Dead reunion. <laughs> so uh, six more Walking Dead stars have joined Robert Kirkman's Invincible series on Amazon. Mm. We got we got Maggie, we got Morgan, we got that guy, we got Abraham, <laughs> we got. I forgot his name. I've never, have you seen The name. Walking Dead? I, I have not seen it at all. I watched the first season. Like five. <laughs> and then it just kept going yeah. and going. It's still going. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, this show is uh, the show's pretty hype because the cast is amazing and Amazon knows what they're doing. That is very true. We've got... Uh, Zazy Beats, Walton Goggins, Mark Hamill, uh, Gillian Jacobs, and Seth Rogen are cast members. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's a pretty stacked cast. Already. Well, you, you had mentioned that this is a Walking Dead uh, reunion. I mean, I was actually thinking the other day, I was like, well, isn't like, isn't technically like every Martin Scorsese film, like, <laughs> or a Scorsese film reunion? Because like, he pretty much uses, reuses the same act. He, he likes his guys. Yeah, he does. But like subsequent, like I think one of my friends, she was talking about, I think she was talking about um, Casino, and I was like, no, that was Goodfellas. Well, like I was talking about Goodfellas, she thought I meant Casino. I was like, no. She's like, well, everyone's you know pretty much in the same. He has this little boat of you know people. Like, yeah, he's he's likes to reuse the same actors. Why why fix what isn't broken? I guess you know. I thought that was kind of funny, but. Tarantino does it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there is nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Like, I I think it's genius. I mean, you know the people. You know, you work out a deal, get them. You know, get them paid. Bing, bang, boom. You're done. So, it's, it's, yeah. you can you can take this next um, Edge Lord story. <laughs> we have fuck back. We have a lot of Edge Lord stories today, Devin. <laughs> So yeah, here's our edge lord section of the yeah, day. Yes, so this is our edge lord section of the day. So it looks like Titan season three will reportedly air on HBO Max and the DC Universe. I don't know why the DC Universe is still a thing. I really don't know. Well, when I say that, obviously I mean the streaming application. You have HBO Max. Literally move everything over. Your value for that streaming service will go up so freaking fast. I want to watch. Harley Quinn. I know Devin wants to watch Harley Quinn, but like, there's no point of us, you know. I mean, I guess we could sign up for H. I mean, not HBO Max. Nah. Um, what is it? DC Universe. DC I think Universe. they have like a a bit of a sale, but it's only like two, three dollars off. And it's like, if you're going to give me a discount, why not just bundle them together? Like, have a DC Universe section <clears throat> on HBO Max, and that's where all of that content can live. But I will say that DC Universe is more than just the streaming service or, like, the shows and the movies because they do have, like, a lot of uh, comic book uh, videos and things of that nature on there. But, like, it's, it's pretty cool. But, I, again, I feel like they can still have a separate section for that. But, I mean, or if, I mean, if you're going to, you know, release in a DC Universe, at least if you're going to keep DC Universe at least for the non-streaming section, at least release everything on HBO Max as well. But I feel like that's a little bit confusing for people. 
but yeah, Titans season three. Um, I haven't really, I haven't started Titans at all. It just doesn't really look that interesting to me. I hear it's okay. Um, I hear there, there's really good episodes, but I feel like the bad outweighs the good. So there's that. But uh, moving on to our next, uh, our Zack Snyder. The, the Edgelord King himself. <laughs> Zack Snyder Edgelord comics. During Justice Con, which happened this past week, a lot of fans were very excited that he was uh, going to be joining the event. Uh, he said that the Zach, uh, his, you know, his version of it, the Snyder Cut will not use any of Josh Whedon's footage uh, for his Justice League. He quotes this this quote this quote man I can't I can't do it. <laughs> he quotes why why be so dramatic? <laughs> yeah, it's just like. Just say, you know, like, no, we're not going to use any of the other footage. But you have to take it a step further and go, I destroy the movie before I use a single frame that I didn't photograph. That is a hard, uh, that's a fucking hard fact. <laughs> I blow the fucking thing up. Oh, you're so cool, Zach. <laughs> blow it up. I mean, I get what he's saying. Like, yes. No, you know, Josh Whedon will not be a part of this at all. But I, I feel like he went a tad too far. Like, that, that is just... I mean, I, you're passionate. I get it. You know, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's been working on it. Uh, working on the Snyder Cut, like, every single day. I'm like, okay, so do a lot of other directors and, you know, producers. So what? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just a bit of a... Yeah. I like some of his movies. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Man of Steel. Um, not too crazy about BVS, obviously, and, of course, Justice League. Um, so I, I feel like the, the, the trilogy that he has made has essentially failed at this point. Um, I don't think the Snyder Cut's going to be leagues better than the original cut of the... F- it's it's going to be bad, but it doesn't matter because people have already made up their mind. Yeah, well, there was that um, the film, the film. Yeah, the film theory video. Yeah, like they they have they've like cut they've you know they've created this thing in their mind where it's like there's no way this can fail. There's no way this can fail. And even if it's objectively bad, and you know the reviews come out (laughs) and the the feedback is overall negative, they'll still convince. Well, and when I say they, I mean like the. The hardcore DC fandom people who made this into a problem. Not talking about the DC fans who are like, yeah, you know, I genuinely want to see a new cut of this film. The ones, you know, who actually, um, I should say, donated towards the uh, charitable cause for suicide prevention. But like the edgelord, um, you know, toxic fans out there, those are the ones that we're essentially talking about. Not every single you know, fan. I, I hate grouping them together because it's it's not like that. But yeah, um, I, I don't think it's going to be leaks better. I think, I mean, it'll be better than whatever Josh Whedon put out. But I don't think it's going to be on the same li- what level as like the first Avengers because that's what I would compare it to. I can't compare it to Endgame <laughs> because that's like the fourth installment of you know a way bigger universe for, you know, the Avengers movies, obviously. But he did say, uh, well, he actually revealed as well a new clip of uh, Superman, uh, a black suit Superman uh, for the new cut of Justice League. 
And he also told us that I guess we'll know if the Snyder Cut will be a movie or a miniseries at DC Fandom. Uh, I wanted to ask you really quick, Devin, if like, w- would you rather it be a movie or would you rather it come out as a miniseries? They're going to do a miniseries to get as much money out of it as possible. So when you say... If, if, they, do a, if they do a miniseries, they can split it up into six separate episodes. So that way it's, it goes on for more than a month and you have to buy HBO Max for more than just one month and then stop. That is actually... That, that, that is a very good idea. Like business-wise, absolutely. But do you think that they would actually do that? Do you think they're just going to give it to everyone all at once? I think they will. They don't want people to just get one month and then watch and then it and never, then cancel. Yeah. You know what? That is a good that that that, that is a good point. I'm I'm kind of on the fence myself because I feel like, you know, fans have waited this long. It's either like aside it being a movie cuz I mean a 4-hour movie would be cool, but like I feel like I can only handle Zack Snyder's like films in like short doses. <laughs> I think I'd rather have a mini series. And honestly, I think it coming out week, week to week would be, would help, especially with content creators. I mean, yeah, you know, we can, we can gush about it for like an entire, what, week, week and a half, maybe two, and then just move on with our lives. Because we still don't know if this is coming out on Blu-ray. If it is, I mean, I probably will buy it just to replace the um, Josh Whedon cut that I already have but like I mean when I bought it I bought it like a year after it came out so I got it for like $10 I think it was during um, uh, Black Friday Thanksgiving sale or something like that so it wasn't really much of an investment for me I know you didn't like the movie I, mean, I checked it out just to check it out but I was like yeah it just wasn't it wasn't really feeling it myself um, but yeah I mm, like uh, I, I want to say, like, yeah, it'll be a movie. Or if it is a miniseries, they pump it out all at once. But business-wise, money-wise, because, of course, you know, they're going to capitalize on this. They're going to want that sweet green from everyone. I think the, the you know, nerd in me is like, oh, you know, like, they'll do it for the fans and blah, blah, blah. It'll be out as a movie or all out as a miniseries. But like the logical side, it's like they'll probably just do a week by week. So yeah, that, that's a good good question. I wanted to kind of get that out in the open. And but it looks like the current runtime for that really quick before we move on to our last bit of comic book news is uh, he said it's to be over two hundred and fourteen minutes. So over three and a half hours. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if it is a miniseries, it needs to be paced like a miniseries. And apparently, it may not be called Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think there might be some kind of legal um, jargon or you know uh, issues with that. So I guess he's going to reveal that then as well. Like honestly, now I'm like, I don't know why you can't just like tell us now. I mean, if you're already mentioning it, like, y- you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to mention it, you might as well just tell us. But I mean, I guess they want to keep some excitement for DC fandom. They got to talk about something. Yeah, or just, you know, show us a trailer so we can, like, move on from this entire thing. <laughs> and hopefully we don't get the air cut release because I just, I'm, I'm, I'm too afraid of setting a precedent for too much stuff because it's like, I mean, you can go back within the past 10, 15 years 
and all these, you know, directors, oh, you know, well, that wasn't really, like, my true cut. You know, let's fund money for the actual cut, my original vision. I, I feel like this is a special case, but, yeah. Um, did you want to take this last bit of news before we get into the... I know you're excited. I am excited for this one. Um, did you want to take the, take this one really quick? I mean, I've been talking. We've got a, got a new uh, Batman animated movie here. Batman Death in the Family trailer was released. And apparently there's an interactive twist where you can decide whether Jason Todd lives or dies. Sounds like a video game. Didn't they do that in the comics? They had people like write it. In yeah, or the, yeah, the original, um, you know, uh, Jason Todd's fate. Yes, they did have people mail in their vote in their decisions that way. And back when they couldn't just vote online. <laughs> yeah. How are we going to reach out it to the fans? So much I don't know. <laughs> Imagine American Idol before the internet oh writing in mm. every week. Man, oh man, can't even imagine. I can't. I honestly can't. But yeah, uh, it looks it looks interesting. Uh, this it seems like it's more of a prequel to Under the Red Hood, which essentially covers the same story of Jason Todd, um, you know, getting killed by the Joker and then coming back as the Red Hood. But this definitely looks like a prequel because Under the Red Hood starts off as soon and and if you haven't seen it this is spoilers the movie's been out for like 10 years so if you haven't seen it was also the storyline in the latest Arkham game yeah so um this does seem more like a prequel to Under the Red Hood because Under the Red Hood starts off right as J- as the Joker is killing Jason Todd and then it goes into Under the Red Hood so this is essentially more like a, I'm essentially everything leading up to that moment. Um, but, of course, with the twist, you can either, if he wants to live or die. But the animation, I mean, animation always looks great with that, uh, with DCAU films. It does look like they are using the same animation style from Under the Red Hood, which I really liked. And I know a bunch of other people did as well. So it, it really, it, it feels like it fits and with Under the Red Hood. So, I've, like, a prequel, I think it's going to be great. Uh, you know, just have the re- reserved judgment until then. Um, no, there's no, um, there's no release date as of yet. But we will, you know, as soon as it comes out, we'll let you know. Whether it be through Instagram or Twitter or whatnot. But it looks interesting enough. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. So uh, let's get into the new normal here. All the uh, the uh, general news that we have, um, you know, cooking up here. Do you want to take this first one? Or I guess we can kind of both talk about this. The Emmy. The Emmys. Yeah. Good. Go go. Uh, go ahead. Got the nominations here. Yeah, um, there were a few surprises uh, for the Emmy nominations that happened. I believe it was yesterday. Um, have you been watching a lot of TV, Devin, at all, or no? Um, not really. Okay. Um, there were a few that stuck out. I know Rick and Morty uh, got a few uh, shout-out praises. Vat of Acid. Vat of Acid, yeah. Um, we also have, um, oh, my gosh, a few of the limited series. It's, it's just a few that I wanted to uh, point out. Uh, we have Unbelievable uh, that stars uh, Tony Collette and uh, Caitlin Dever. And um, I forgot the other lady's name she was also a marriage story i'm blanking on her name the cop 
the other cop. Um, I'm blanking on her name right now. But we also have uh, we also have Watchmen that was nominated as well. The uh, 26 nominees. Yeah, 26. They, I'm telling you, Devin, like, you need to watch this show. It is yeah. very good. It is very good. I don't even have HBO currently. I so thought, uh, wait, to... I, I thought you had it on your um, on your smart TV. I, I just canceled it, like, last month. Oh. <laughs> Nothing to watch right now. Oh, there's some. Oh, I'm, I'm diving in through HBO Max. I'm going to start watching Chernobyl. After Umbrella Academy, of course. It's just like, I always want to start watching something on HBO Max, and then something new on Netflix comes out. And it's like, oh, man, well, you know, we, we got to watch that. So, But uh, those were just to name a few. And, of course, Mandalorian was awesome. Mandalorian had 15 nominations. Yeah. 15. That's insane. Pretty crazy. It is insane. Honestly, I mean, a, a lot of these shows, I've, I've checked out a few here or there, uh, Chappelle's, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones got six nominations. It was, it was really good. It was. I, I honestly think that was like probably his best material, like two dates. It was just, I was dying on the floor. I've watched it at least five times with people. That was, was that the one that was like live in Ohio? Like was it in Ohio? He was wearing like the jumps, uh, like the flight suit type. Was it outdoor or indoor? It was indoor. Oh, okay, because he also had the outdoor one. Oh, okay. See, I haven't but seen I don't that think one it was, I think it was just on YouTube. Okay, okay. And uh, also want to give a quick shout-out to Euphoria. I know a lot of people have been watching that. I haven't seen it myself, but I hear that is... Um, I hear it's really good. Especially, I mean, you know, it's... Yeah. yeah, it might be the one HBO show I've watched that you haven't. <laughs> that is very true. And then Stranger Things, of course, is in there. And The Morning Show from Apple TV+. Plus. Which is actually I'm very still good. hanging around. It's, I mean, I watched about half of it, but I got, you know, I was watching other stuff. But from what I watched, it was very good. So those are uh, just a few quick shout-outs. And, of course, uh, Ozark got 18. You've watched Ozark, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I guess... Uh, only, one, only one more season. Only one more season. Hmm. Well, Netflix team seems to do that quite often. With, like, shorter seasons. It's, one. It, I, Cut everything short. You know, I, I mean, it's good, but it's bad at the same time. Like, I feel like it's good because you don't want, you know, you don't want to be in the situation of The Walking Dead, where it's like the show could have ended like ages ago, and they just didn't know when to end it, and it kind of just, it's like, all right, well, I guess we'll just keep it going. And apparently, it's not as good as it used to be, but I mean, you know, you got to take the bad with the good. But I, I could, I could see them setting a precedent where it's like, hey, you know, maybe like. Four or five seasons max for certain shows. Or if they know when a show has essentially outlived its use. Or sometimes they don't know uh, 13 Reasons Why. But, yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's a mixed bag between good and bad. Because I know, obviously, three seasons, seasons of Daredevil, everyone wanted to see a fourth. But it's like, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, if... If if Marvel picks that up, it'll probably just go straight to Hulu. <laughs> so yeah. you want to take this? I know you you love Christopher Nolan. It is his birthday today, as of this recording. Happy birthday, Chris! So happy happy birthday, Christopher Nolan! But um, it looks like you're uh, screwing over your American audience here, just a tad. But you want to take this next one? I also just want to let I just want to let Chris know that I'm sitting in a chair currently. <laughs> I know that really hurts him, but. <laughs> 
apparently. Um, Tenet's release date has been um, announced as internationally in August, late August, ahead of um, the early September release date for the U.S. Hmm. Um, cool. I mean... So uh, August 26th internationally and then September 3rd, Labor Day weekend in the U.S. Uh, it's going to get... It's going to get leaks. It's definitely going to get leaks. I mean, are you going to go? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. I haven't well, even decided if I'm going to go. Will it even be open? True. Because it's, they keep pushing it back like every like two, three weeks. And it's like, that's, that's not okay. Just push it back till next summer. And it's like, okay, you know, if things do die down between now and then, you might be able to move it up but I'm not entirely sure how all that works. So, I mean, it's... I'm just kind of tired of talking about Tenet right now. <laughs> we got some good news this week with Haley Seinfeld, so that's all I really care about right now. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, Tenet, like, we, we all know we all know Christopher Nolan. It's his birthday, but let's, um, you know, let's be a little realistic here, Christopher how is he today? 50? I think so. Yeah. Big 5 the big, Ooh, the big 5 He's got still a few years left. I'm kidding. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so, um, our next bit of news here. Uh, it's not a bit this of is, news. This is it's, a big it, one. it is pretty big. We got, we got some, some update on the um, Universal and AMC uh, debacle, the quarrel. Quarrel. <laughs> the quarrel yeah, snack. Good word. <laughs> It looks like AMC and AMC theaters have made peace about the their uh, Universal uh, movie releases. It looks like the there's going to be a theatrical window. It, it has to be in theaters for at least uh, for 17 days, uh, with the option with the option. Remember that for. VOD later on, or premium VOD. So premium VOD, for those of you who don't know really quick, is when you are essentially renting the movie to watch at home. So kind of how uh, King of Staten Island did, um, where it was like, what, 24, 20, like 24 bucks. Uh, you rent it for like a 48-hour period, and then after that period's up, you don't have access to it anymore. But um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this really quick, Devin. I know this is a huge win for Universal. This is like, I was pretty shocked when I saw this. Like, because originally the, the rule was, I think it was 75 days they had to stay in theaters before 69. going to VOD. <laughs> but to get that down to 17, that is, that's pretty huge for them. It is huge for Universal. Um, I feel, I don't know what this spells out for the theaters. It's, it's very, I mean, with, within, okay, so 17 days is like a week and a half, a two week, two, two and a half weeks. So, and we all know the first two, at least the first two weeks are the most important for, um, you know, the box office when it comes to the movie theaters. But, I mean, it did say with the option for POV. So if Universal wants to exercise that, it seems that they can if they will. That doesn't mean that, you know, it's only going to show in theaters for 17 days and then be gone. I believe it's, it's from what I've read, it sounds like it will 
run simultaneously after that 17 days. So I think I think this could like kill like smaller movies what they can get in the box office. Oh yeah, indie titles absolutely. I mean, I, anyone at home can just be like, "Oh, I'll just wait 2 weeks. I'm good." But it, 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 and like that's the thing I was saying a few weeks ago. It's like would would you rather would you rather just see the bigger movies in a theater setting? Like if we were going to go see The Hunt, they really want to go see The Hunt in a movie theater. Not really. But at the same time, it's like, because there are some indie films that are really, really good. And it's like, I mean, I saw Waves and my indie theater here. They weren't showing at AMC at all. I mean, I don't really like my indie theater all that much. I've said this before. The seats, seats are just not comfortable. I'm essentially sitting in a high school auditorium watching a movie. And we all know how close those seats are together for each other. And a big guy like me, it's just not, not going to work. Um, we're, we're big burly men or whatever, whatever the hell you want to say. But, uh, I'm like, it's cool. You know, yeah. First two weeks are very important, but I wonder, I just wonder what this is going to like spell out for future movies. I mean, this is only for universal. So, I mean, they do have some really good properties. It's just, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure Universal yeah. will definitely exercise that right as soon as that 17th day comes. They're going to release it on the Bond. Huh? Bond? Bond? James Bond? James Bonds. Get Out, Fast, Furious, you know, Jurassic World. I mean, I would like, as much as I don't like Jurassic World, I would definitely rather see that in theaters than on the, on the, big, on the, uh, the small screen at home. So... We'll just have to uh, keep an eye out for that one. So, uh, you want to take this next bit of news? Yeah, the the writer of John Wick, Derek Kolstad, is staying busy. He's got to deal with Netflix here for a Splinter Cell anime series. <laughs> it's interesting. interesting. Everyone thought Splinter Cell was, <clears throat> was dead, but when was the last? It's back in TV form. When was the last Splinter Cell game you played? <clears throat> I've never played one. Played one a little bit ago, but. Mm, I can't remember which one it was. I remember Blacklist, but that was like ages. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't tried to bring it back yet in game form. Yeah, I mean they've had other Tom Clancy type, you know, properties through uh, through Ubisoft, but looks like Ubisoft is working on a Valhalla coming out soon for Assassin's Creed. But I mean, I'm all I'm all for animated series. The John Wick director, yes, please. I'm all there. So, um, our next bit of news is not much of a you know movie news, but I feel like it does affect consumers. Uh, looks like Target is to close stores on Thanksgiving Day. They said this year isn't the year for crowds. <laughs> Sounded like a obviously <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, and this thing this does obviously tie in with COVID and you know Target, Best Buy, a lot of these big um chains they they like to have and walmart you know they, they like to have uh they, they like that they like to have sales on movies a lot that's normally when i buy majority of my movies during the year um so last year i got a pretty good haul um you know that's just some pretty random crazy blu-ray sale going on but normally black friday is the 
is the time to buy them, especially the movies you aren't very super crazy about and you don't feel like spending that full, you know, $25, $35 on 4K and or standard Blu-ray copy. It's all there. But um, I really hope that other, you know, stores follow suit with this because um, I don't know how this is supposed to work, <laughs> to be completely honest. I mean, I do a lot of my... It, it shouldn't yeah. work. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if they're even... I would just have Black Friday online. I mean, it's probably going to be a lot more... Cyber Friday. Cyber Friday. There we go. Black Cyber Friday. No, I, I like Cyber Friday. That's a good, nice little ring to it. But yeah, I mean, I do most of my shopping online anyways, unless... Because there are some deals... Like, there, there are some, like, Blu-ray deals that, that only happen in-store. At least that's how Best Buy has it. So it kind of, we kind of force you to come in either way because I, I fell into that trap a few times myself. But uh, you want to take this uh, next bit of news here? We got some Rick and Morty season five scenes that were um, dropped by Adult Swim at their virtual Comic Con mm. thingy. Working hard. I haven't watched it. I'll just wait until the season. I think I watched. It was like a sketch set. Ah, excuse me. Uh, it was like a sketch set. Uh, or early, early drawing for like, I think I watched like two minutes. I don't even know what was going on. And I can't even tell you what it was. So, but it's good. You know, they're, um, they're working on season five. They're work hopefully. So- sooner than sooner the gap between the other seasons, yeah. hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully we get a uh, season two of Solar Opposites as well. So I'm very, very excited for that. But for our last piece of new... Oh, I know you're excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I do have some questions, though. Like, this is our last piece of uh, new normal news. Um, It looks like Netflix has announced The Witcher Blood Origins. It's going to be a spinoff series set 1,200 years before the story of Geralt of Rivia. Um, I feel like this is... um, I feel like it's a bit premature... Because, like, we've only gotten one season of The Witcher so far. And we know they are working on season two. But, I mean, like, I'm, I'm interested. You know, of course, I'll watch, you know, when it comes to The Witcher, absolutely. Uh, but I'm just not... Um, I feel like this is way too soon. Like, I mean, Game of Thrones, eight seasons. And now they're working on a spinoff. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh. You know, because, I mean, the the... The, the show didn't really start blowing up until season two for Game of Thrones. And they weren't like, oh, my gosh, we're going to make a, a uh, you know, Origins, you know, a, a prequel to it, like, right away. So, no, they, you know, went on the rest of the series and ended. And now they're announcing, hey, you know, let's make a prequel series. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, like I said. Uh, we'll just have to wait for more. It looks like it's going to be a six-part live-action uh, spinoff series, so, and that's that's pretty much the long and short of it. Um, the Lauren Schmidt Harris, and I can't even pronounce that next person's last name, so I'm not going to say it. Um, they're both attached to the project. If you're familiar with it, um, but yeah, too early to think of a spinoff as of right now. So, 
All right, so that pretty much does it for that section of news, and let's just time time for the uh, the Joe Rogan section of news yeah the, ga- the Joe Rogan gaming podcast, <laughs> a podcast within a podcast. But yeah, this is our uh, gaming section. So uh, we got, like I said, we got more uh, Hawkeye news here. Looks like uh, Marvel's Avengers that's supposed to be releasing on September six, I believe, of this year. They revealed their first DLC character for the game will be Hawkeye. Uh, the first post-launch yeah, the, year. The video looked really good. I think they designed him the best out of all of them somehow. I agree. <laughs> it's, it's like you said, you know, it's like you play the game, just don't look at their face. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. They've, they're recovering pretty well. This game's starting to grow the hype. Yeah. Hype train is... Moving along here, it really is. I mean, just don't just don't zoom in on the faces, and the game looks strong. <laughs> I mean, Miss Marvel looks fine because you know, but I, I, we both understand, of course, you know, to get those likenesses for the MCU actors, that's like a pretty penny right there, especially for <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. But I mean, I'm not too crazy about Chris Evans' get up. Literally looks like a rugby football player. But um, I'm definitely interested. I just actually really quick. I just got a notification that my midsummer director's cut is here right outside. But I'll get that after the podcast. So, yeah, Hawkeye is going to be the next or the first DLC character. Um, I also saw that um, Rocket might be the next one. I can see that. And they'll all be free, which is. Yes, that is actually. That was actually kind of a selling point for me because when I was watching their war table, whatever it was, I was like, this actually looks like they put a lot of thought and time to this. I'm like, man, it's a it's a co-op like looter shooter kind of yeah. without shooting, just avenging, just just avenging. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we might have to pick it up on PC and start playing do a little stream on uh, Twitch or something like that. Well, you can only be Black Widow. I can only. <laughs> All right, you can only. We all know no one wants to be Black Widow. <sighs> that face. I'm just, uh, and those abilities of just having a pistol. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they'll give her more gadgets to work with in the in the game. So it looks like, but it looks like the character customization for the game is actually it goes it goes pretty deep. So, but I'm really glad that the you know all the DLC will be free for this game. Uh, same with Overwatch, and that's really big selling point for a lot of these uh, types of games. So, All right. You want to take this next uh, bit of news we have lined up? Our buddy Gabe Newell, Big Gabe, the Valve co-founder, billionaire Gabe Newell. Who hasn't made on a weird? <laughs> he was on a weird Australian talk show and said that he thinks the Xbox Series X is better than the PS5. Yeah, I don't. We should probably preface this by saying that he was a former Microsoft employee. Yeah, uh, he worked on the Excel team, and that's how he made his fortune originally. So he might be a little biased. Yeah, for sure. And when he says by better, I want to know: <laughs> does he mean spec-wise? Because I mean, as we've seen with the Xbox Series X, I mean that's a powerful piece of hardware there, but. You know, I would never discredit Sony for that because I have a PlayStation 4 myself. Um, we're, I'm not going to be buying an Xbox Series X just because I can 
buy their games on PC, which I think is great. Uh, we both do. So um, on specs, like when it comes to specs, you know, there's the, there's what's on paper and then what's executed. And we'll just have to wait and see, uh, to be completely honest. You know, wait for people to actually get their hands on both of these consoles. I see so many... I see so many um, um, articles and everything out there. They're like, oh, you know, well, there, there was like this random survey that uh, this company did for like people in the UK. It was around 3,000 people. And majority of the people said, you know, based off, you know, what they've seen and heard from Xbox and PlayStation, they prefer PlayStation 5. It's like, well, of course, and that's totally fine. You know, PlayStation 4 was the lead market, uh, lead console for this for this current generation. So it's only natural that a lot of people would flow over to the PlayStation 5, especially what they have lined up. Everybody loves Spider-Man. That's a huge seller right there. So and I was like, I mean, and someone tweeted like, oh, it, well, it looks like the PlayStation 5 is going to be the lead marketer. It's like, I'm not saying that, you know, Xbox is going to come out of nowhere and like, you know, oh my God, they're going to sell all these consoles because that's not their strategy anymore. We talked about this on our Xbox Game Pass or Xbox <laughs> Showcase uh, podcast. You know, th- that's not Microsoft's strategy. <coughs> their strategy isn't to move as much hardware. Um, it's, it's, all, it's all about the software because that, that's really where the money is, to be completely honest. And won't really get too much into that. But do you have any uh, thoughts about this? Any anything else before we uh, move on here? No, we got some BR news. Yeah, we got some uh, BR, some Battle Royale news here. Looks like a Halo developer uh, replied to the Battle Royale query for Halo Infinite that it's supposed to be dropping with the Xbox Series X day and day. We still don't know the release date as of yet, but uh, they did quote by saying the only BR we're interested in is the Battle Rifle. Got him. (laughs) Got him. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought that was a perfect response. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, a new day and age Halo. Well, they have Battle Royale. It is a valid question, but no, <laughs> not looking like it at all. Not necessary. Uh, this next bit of news, it's kind. I think it is kind of necessary, depending on what they end up pricing this as. So it looks like. Um, this is to be confirmed, uh, even though there is evidence within the magazine itself. It uh, looks like Spider-Man Miles Morales may be bundled with a remastered version of uh, Marvel's Spider-Man for the PlayStation 5. So earlier during the PlayStation, um, the PlayStation event that they had, we'll just have to... Oh my gosh, this is not letting me do anything. Okay, there we go. Um, just trying to view this little tidbit of news. So, um, in a Game Informer magazine interview dealing with Spider-Man Miles Morales, um, there was a bit of line or dialogue, I guess you could say, within you know encompassing what the game's supposed to be coming out this holiday. Uh, a little quote does say that Miles Morales isn't. A traditional sequel since it comes bundled with a remastered version of Insomniac's Spider-Man that takes full advantage of the PlayStation 5's hardware. Uh, This was from uh, one of their most recent 
um, magazines uh, that they you know ship out to people. You can actually find it online as well. Uh, we found it through Reddit, and then there's a few other sites that um, have found just the online version or online articles. So that's what's raising people's eyebrows for this. Um, I think it's, I think it is a pretty good idea to have them um, bundled together because it'll definitely give people more of a reason to buy Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales. I know it's more of a standalone game. It's not necessarily a sequel. Uh, it's similar to how Uncharted had the Lost Legacy where it was more of a standalone game that came out after Uncharted 4. Um, that I think it priced for around $40. So we don't know. I just, I just wish they would stop being cowards and uh, release it for PC. That and I wish we would just know the price of everything already. It's, it's getting a bit ridiculous to me between Xbox and PlayStation. You know, we've talked about it before. I'm tired of the whole, oh, who's going to blink first? It's like, we should know all of this information already. And I know Sony's going to make an announcement for when you can pre-order your PlayStation 5s, even though that's exactly how it works to begin with. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, they are going to be in shorter supply, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I agree with you there. It's this is very ridiculous. I, I just want to know how much this is going to cost. Like, we're in the middle of the pandemic. The people who are going to buy it are going to find a way to buy it. So they kind of just need to uh, rip the bandage off, bandage off right now. It's too much. But uh, you want to take this last bit of news? I don't think we're going to do the very last piece, the uh, unproven PS5. Unproven. Get out of here. I mean, and I didn't want to really want to say anything in case if it is true. When I was reading through it, I was like, it seems like some seems like a standard state of play, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I guess I'll just take this last one really quick. It looks like Sony is also uh, has announced two uh, ready for PS5 uh, TVs with special console integrations. Um, the prices are whack. Completely, no one's going to be yeah. able to afford this. There's two models for the ready for PlayStation Five line that are available to the mass market. One of them uh, retail starts off at uh, $1,000, $999.99. And there's another one which retail, retail starts at six grand. So take your pick. <laughs> uh, this, if you keep reading, it gets pretty comical here. Sony says the supported games will be able to play at 120 frames per second on both TVs with the XH90 going for a low input lag of 7.2 milliseconds. <sighs> That's what they consider low. That's what they consider low. Not, not this one millisecond guy I got right here. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a one millisecond monitor myself, so, I mean, if need be, I mean, it's not 4K, it's 1440p, which I think consoles should be shooting for 1440p anyway instead of 4K because... <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, a lot of the... There are some native 4K games out there, especially racing games, but it seems that... I think 1440p would have been better for at least this current generation. But, yeah, it's it, that's a bit comical. But then again, I don't know. I, I don't... Just, I can't Just buy a monitor at that point. Yeah, honestly, just, just buy, like, a nice gaming monitor that can take advantage of a console, because it will take advantage of the console. Uh, it just depends on how much you're... Yeah, I mean, for a thousand bucks, 
For cheaper than a thousand dollars, you can get a really nice monitor. Yeah, for cheaper than a thousand dollars, you can get a really nice gaming monitor, and you can get a four K TV for like two hundred. Yeah, I think mine costs around four hundred, but that was like two years ago, five hundred or something like that. I mean, I do have a Sony Bravia, but it is an older model. I mean, it works. So I mean, this doesn't really <laughs> scream, "Hey, you know, like I need to go out and buy a TV," or like, "Oh my gosh, like I need this TV for when the PlayStation Five comes out." Because we really don't even know what this ready for PlayStation 5 necessarily means for special console integrations. They haven't told us anything. So it's like, why even come out with this type of news? Now, if they come out with a more affordable model, I understand, you know, yes, you can't. Like, I'm sure either one of us could buy that $1,000 TV right now. But, like, logically, it just doesn't make sense, like, at all to do. So... If there's more of an affordable, like, console, or not console, excuse me, TV out there, then, yeah, like, around, like, the five $600 range, sure. You know, with, with, with a decent size, I would say at least, at least 50 inches, I would be like, okay, I'll look into it and see, you know, what it has to offer. But, again, we don't know anything else about this. So, yep. So, that pretty much covers this week's sorry, episode <laughs> um, of our new show here on the Film Optics Podcast. Uh, again, you can listen to our podcast around the globe, um, around the world. A lot, a lot of podcast uh, platforms we're on. We're on Red Circle, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, um, Red Circle, uh, iTunes, no, sorry, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, <laughs> excuse me, and Pandora. Uh, still waiting on the Sirius XM, so there's always that. And, of course, uh, make sure to check out the other podcasts that are underneath the drive-in podcast umbrella. We've got music, we have sports, and we have commentaries as well. So it's a lot of good uh, content that people are pumping out there. And, of course, uh, go ahead and check out musiccitydrivein.com where you can find a lot of Ricky and Jacob's um, written pieces and, of course, with my new written, written piece that will be out as of this recording when uh, you guys are listening to this on the Netflix series Cursed. So go ahead and check that out as well. And I believe that does it here for today. So we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.